Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 158 of Process to Profitability. So many business owners get caught up in client work as their business grows and find themselves neglecting working on their own business. Today, I'm talking with Ashley Kang about leveling up your business with a CEO day. We chat about why CEO days are different from admin days and their role in growing business. Ashley also shares why CEO days aren't taking time away from client work and what we should be doing during the time we're focusing on our own business. A real life Hermione Granger is a tagline frequently used to describe Ashley. She's been organizing, planning, and managing everything from a young age, from alphabetizing her personal library to coordinating group projects to always having a to-do list and up-to-date planner. During the early years of her career, Ashley worked in customer service and client management. After completing her master's in public policy and administration, she spent several years working as a project and policy manager directly involved in strategy and project management at the executive level. AHK Business Management was born out of her desire to bring her love of strategy, implementation, and systems together in a holistic way. Together, she works with online service providers to navigate the overwhelm and chaos of running a business so they can have tangible action steps to make impact and grow as CEOs. When she's not working with clients, Ashley loves quilting, kayaking, and puttering around in the garden. And in true Hermione Granger form, a book is never too far away. If you enjoy this episode, make sure to check Ashley out on Instagram and her website and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Ashley. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I read your official bio at the beginning of the show, but why don't you tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and how you got started in your business? Sure. Um, So again, hi, everybody. I am Ashley King. I'm the CEO and founder of AHK Business Management, where I help the overwhelmed service provider navigate navigate the chaos and hustle by identifying and prioritizing tangible action steps so that they can step into their role as CEO and make impact for their business. Um, So I consider myself a business strategist, which encompasses a lot of different things um, from my past experience in the corporate world to my um, work as a CEO and in this online space. So I consider myself very much like a planner type A person, but also very flexible, go with the flow, because I believe that you need structure for the chaos and the creative chaos also needs some room to breathe. So (laughs) that's the approach I take with everything in life. Um, My business journey. So I've been in business officially full time for about a year, even though I had been dabbling in the online world before. And um, in my corporate experience, I had been doing a lot of project management, strategy work, operations, you name it. Um, And the corporate world, honestly, 
burned me out. <laughs> and it was always a daily hustle and very dependent on other people's whims um, and policy and red tape. Um, I worked for public government for a long time as well. So all of those experiences got me to thinking there has to be a better way to make impact faster. <laughs> and so my business kind of was birthed out of that desire to make more impact in a more efficient manner, because I'm all about efficiency and systems, <laughs> and um, started out as an OBM and then realized I really love strategy and planning and breaking things down into smaller pieces for people. And so here I am today. Um, and yeah, that's that's a little bit about my journey. That's exciting. I was reading your bio and I was like, I we're very similar. I have alphabetized all of my DVDs, all of my books. They don't look like that anymore because I don't actually pull books off the shelves. I'm always on my Kindle, but like that was what I did as a kid was like alphabetize everything in our house. Yeah. I mean, I, my dad likes to joke that I could run a small country <laughs> and my, I have always been that go-to planner, get, keep us organized, put in a process type thing for friends, school projects and everything. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention, I'm Boston raised, but currently live in Chicago. Um, so if you told me I had to pick between, you know, the Red Sox and the Cubs, I'd be a little, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just love talking about anything planning and strategy. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, me too. So we are specifically talking about CEO days today. And I wanted to get us started by talking about what a CEO day is for people who maybe have heard it, but they don't really understand the term and how they're different from just doing our administrative tasks in our business. Sure. So let's maybe start with admin days and what those are so we can differentiate from CEO days. Admin days are exactly what you said of kind of catching up on the things you didn't get to um, during the week. There's definitely an element of daily operations. You're, pr you're probably still scrambling <laughs> to be perfectly honest. Um, and admin days, I in my head, I call those catch-up days. Those are different from CEO days because CEO days are meant for you to work on your business instead of in your business. So you're not doing those daily operation tasks. You're not catching up. It's meant to help you one, reflect on the work that's been done. And two, the real big piece is to work on business building tasks and activities. So CEO days are a consistent block of time that you set aside usually each week is what I would recommend. It can be one to three hours or a full day that you are working on the business building things, things that are gonna move the needle forward for you. So that's how I would differentiate them. It, I, I think there's a bit of a fine line sometimes and it really depends on the CEO or the business owner, but that's the general rule of thumb. Yeah, and we're gonna talk later about what those tasks might be that you're including in a CEO day, but, I want to talk first about how they 
play a role in a growing business? So if somebody has just started a business or maybe they've been in business for a while and this isn't something they implemented, how do CEOs really, CEO days really play a role in growing our business and seeing it thrive? Yeah, I well, <laughs> I could talk about this for forever. Um, CEO days at its at their core are guaranteed time for you to build your business, and especially for people starting out, it's really easy to get swept up in the daily hustle of your client work and delivering on your services and your operations. Um, it's, you know, when you're swimming, right, you duck your head under and you hold your breath and you try to make as much progress and forward movement as you possibly can. And your lungs just start, you know, gasping for air, but you keep going, right? That's the hustle, the daily hustle that we as business owners, CEOs go through. We need time to breathe reorient ourselves, dream, plan, strategize, reflect, tackle some of those roadblocks. So like we have to come up for air. And for the business owner who's starting out, those kinds of times to step back and breathe are so important because, you know, you'll wake up one day and realize, where the heck am I? This is not where I'm meant to be. And why is my vision and my daily, you know, reality not aligned? So that's where I think for CEOs, business owners getting started. And even, you know, even if you're several years into business, they're a huge piece in growing your business and um, also implementing changes. Yeah. I love the analogy of you know, swimming, because we have all been there as business owners. When we start out, it's like work as many hours as you possibly can take every client that comes your way, just like try to make some progress so that you can prove that this idea is going to work. And then you look around and you're like, I don't know how I got into all of this. I don't know what I've got planned for the future. And it can feel like you're just trying to stay afloat instead of actually running a business. Yeah. I really look at CEO days and this is why I say do a CEO day every week. I really look at them as a touch point for you to at least spend like a couple minutes to look at your goals and your vision for the year or the month, however you set your goals. And it's, it's a good reminder too, to give you that energy and excitement around what you're doing. Because I mean, I'm, I'm the one, like somebody who experiences this of there's definitely those hard days. And you know, this, there are hard days and dips in your business. And it is so important to be able to remind yourself of your vision and why you're doing what you're doing and remind yourself why you love it. And CEO days can be a huge part in that. And it's, that designated time that you can remind yourself, oh, hey, I really do love this. <laughs> yeah, that answers my next question of like, why is it important to do this consistently? And you recommend doing it every week. Um, do you find that's what works best for most people? 
Yeah. So I say every week. Now, again, when I say CEO day, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the full, you know, work day, but I mean, I recommend at least, at least an hour, but it can be, I say in that three hour realm is a good place to just start. But again, doing it every week means that, you know, in the back of your head, I have time to do this. I have the sacred time to dive into those things so that during the week, if something comes up and you're like, oh, I like, I don't have the capacity right now to do it. And this is a business building thing. I need to look into this. You know, you can, you have time set aside to do it. Um, and the same thing goes for when you're in your CEO day, we'll get into this later, but if there's something that you're like, okay, I need to do this later in the week. Again, you don't have to do it then in that moment, you can plan to do it in the future. So again, doing, having a weekly CEO day ensures that we're not caught up trying to do the most, (laughs) right? Um, yeah. So that's, that's why I say weekly. Other people might push back and say, oh, just once a month. But I say once a week and then that way it can be shorter if you need it to be. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to me to do it weekly because like you said, there are always those tasks that come up that you're like, oh, that I have to do this, but I don't have time. I don't want to jump back and forth right now. And that way you can kind of put it on the table for a couple days away instead of at the end of the month or, or whenever you might otherwise have time for tasks like that. Right. And it also, you know, ironically, it saves you time on some of these other tasks too. Like one of the things I do for my CEO day, again, we'll get onto this later, but (laughs) I catch up on my bookkeeping. Um, I'm a one woman show. So I will just make sure all of my receipts and invoices are all logged and everything's happy in my bookkeeping sheet. But if I, it takes me five minutes each week, barely. And that means at the end of the month, I really have not much to do. So I'm only spending 20 minutes on it each month, spread out through the month. It doesn't feel like a chore because let's face it, I hate numbers. So (laughs) um, it's, it's, again, it's saving me time and angst. Do you have a recommendation for like when in the week this works best? Or does that depend on what the person would like? I personally recommend either Friday or Monday. Now, I know that for some people that doesn't work for them. And in that case, then I'd say Wednesday, but that's like, cause it's the middle of the week, but I really, really push for Monday or Friday because it helps you reset your brain for the upcoming week. So Friday, it's great. Cause you're reflecting on the last week and you can get yourself set up before the weekend starts. So you know that I can hit the ground running on Monday. Monday is great too, because you're looking ahead into the next week. So it really, I think it's a preference thing, but I would first recommend Monday or Friday. All right. So I want to ask this because I think a lot of people don't want to take the time to work on their business because they think they need to spend that time doing client work. It's I need to spend this time making money or I've got so much on my plate that I've got to get somebody an email or a a project. So 
isn't taking time out of the week for this, wasting what you could be doing for client work? How do you look at that? Oh, I love this question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I go to this analogy of when you get on a plane and the flight attendant or the video is walking through the safety features, right? They talk about when the oxygen masks fall or in the event they fall. (laughs) And they always say, first, put your oxygen mask on first before helping the people around you with theirs. It is the same idea for business. If we're not taking care of our own business, our own needs as CEO, how can we then show up fully present and fully ready to go for our clients and our team? You need that time as CEO to be able to better serve your clients. So I don't see it as wasting time that could be devoted to clients. It actually will make you more effective. And this is also where I say a CEO day and a CEO schedule for your week. If you have both of those, honestly, it opens up the doors for how you serve your clients. Um, And what I mean by CEO schedule is also kind of having a cadence to your week, whether it's time blocking or day theming, that will really help your CEO day be more effective. And then in turn, your CEO day makes the rest of your week more effective. Um, I don't know if you want me to go more into time blocking and day theming, but uh, (laughs) I could talk about those too (laughs) and how those help with your CEO day. Um, But again, not wasting. You're not wasting your time. All right. So I want to ask if somebody is feeling pushback against the term CEO. I'm not a CEO. I just run a freelance business. What would you say to them, especially when it comes to doing these sorts of things in their business? Uh, So I really grappled with this too. When I first started out, I used to just say, oh yeah, I'm an OBM or I'm a business strategist. And I never started using the word CEO to describe myself until I would say a few months in, because I realized it was a mindset shift. When you start calling yourself a CEO, there is that sense of pride and ownership in the work that you do. You are building a business, regardless of if you have a team or not, if you're a solopreneur, an agency model, whatever stage of business you're at, you are the CEO because you are building something. You have built something. You started something from the ground up. Um, And when you start labeling yourself as a CEO, you're also um, conveying that sense of expertise and authority as well to the outside world. So it's as much of a mindset shift for yourself as you grow and build your business, but also for those looking in and seeing, yeah, she or he has it like their CEO, they're, they have that intent to grow. Yeah. It's a good reminder that you can be a CEO, even if you don't have a big team or a team at all. So, you know, you're a solopreneur. I run my business without, you know, help. So you can be a CEO without feeling like, oh, I have to have this big team and an office and all of these extra things. You're the one running your business. You're making the decisions. You're planning out what you're going to do. And that's all part of the CEO role. 
Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's something that even if you feel a little squeamish about it at first, calling yourself that I would really encourage you to start calling yourself that and start practicing it. Um, you know, when I'm at the grocery store, sometimes I get chatting with the cashier because you know, Trader Joe's people are the friendliest people on the planet. <laughs> and they sometimes will ask what I do. And I'll start with, I'm a CEO of a business strategy and management business. And that gets people's attention too. So it's, again, it's just, it's a conversation starter. It's a mindset boost. It's a way to convey your authority and expertise. Um, and also, it's just fun, right? We love, <laughs> we love what we do. And so we should have fun doing it. Yeah. So that was a really fun kind of side conversation. I think that's going to be helpful for people as they're listening and they're going, but I, I don't want to be a CEO or I'm not a CEO, even though I need to do these things in my business. But can you lay out for us how a CEO day works and what we should be during, doing during that time? So we get an idea of like, what tasks does this actually encompass? Sure. So there's kind of two parts to that question of how does it work and what we should be doing. So I, I say break it down to four kind of simple steps and then we'll kind of get into what actually happens. During those <laughs> um, first one is again, set aside a consistent day of the week. Don't be changing it, you know, from week to week. Cause then you, lose any sense of flow. So either Monday or Friday or whatever your selected day is. So consistent day of the week and consistent time. And second, decide how long it's going to be, whether it's a couple hours or your full day. You need to know that going in. So you know exactly how much time you have to work with. The third point make it a little fun and special for yourself. I am the first person to say, treat yourself. Um, a CEO day, again, part of it is you need to take care of yourself as the business owner, as the CEO. So whether it's you go to Starbucks and get your favorite latte, whether it's having a fun, special CEO day playlist, or you go to work at um, your favorite coffee shop, maybe do a longer yoga practice beforehand, whatever it is make it fun for yourself because again, you're the CEO, you might as well have some fun. We might not be, you know, like the CEO of Apple or Google who've got all the fancy dancy things at their disposal, but make it fun however you can. And then the fourth thing is have an agenda or a checklist of some kind so you can actually hit the ground running and you're not wasting time thinking about what you have to do. And again, it's not a one size fits all situation. And you might just have like blocks and lists of things that you could do, but have something that you can work off of. And so then getting into that second part of your question of what should we be doing during a CEO day? And again, I'll put that disclaimer of it's not one size fits all. I'm going to just kind of throw out different things I've seen and heard people do some of these things I do, but again, you as the CEO of your business know what you need to get done during this time. So some things you could do. I would always encourage people to do some sort of self-reflection of the last week, because that also can help inform your work. So what went well last week, 
what are some roadblocks that happen? Do I need to do it? Like, what can I do to start addressing those roadblocks? Um, I always recommend people doing some sort of financial or legal task. I mentioned bookkeeping, um, or that could be meeting with your bookkeeper, your accountant, checking your bank statements, looking at your sales and revenue numbers, something in that department. <laughs> um, no matter how much we don't like it, you have to do some of those things. Um, reviewing your metrics, uh, whether it's your social engagement, how many sales calls you landed, any other KPIs that you have in your business that you need to update and track. And that way you can make adjustments as the week goes, right? Um, I mentioned earlier, reviewing your progress on your monthly or annual goals, progress on internal projects, right? Um, if you have a team, even if it's just a VA, it's how are they doing? Do they have any questions? What do I need to delegate out to them for the upcoming week? so that you don't have to think about it in the moment as the week goes. Uh, internal projects, right? So if you're working on a new offer, you're mapping out a launch sequence, et cetera, things that are internal for your business, whether it's uh, those launches or offers, or maybe it's updating your CRM or website, that kind of thing. Marketing and sales strategy and planning, Professional development. This is great if you are enrolled in any courses or programs or coaching. Uh, making sure this is something I always close my CEO day with making sure I'm prepped for the week ahead with different tasks and appointments. So, like, do I know what's on my calendar coming up? Do I need to do anything for those? Mapping out all the things I need to do in the upcoming week. Um, so yeah, basically you're doing a little bit of looking back, but also doing a heck of a lot, setting yourself up for success for the week moving forward. Um, and I also know some people who they'll take the full day for their CEO day and the first half they're doing those tasks and activities. And then the second half, they leave it open so that they could do more work for their CEO day or um, schedule appointments, like personal appointments, like doctor's appointments um, and such that they couldn't do during the rest of the week because of client work, but they know that they have that time to play with if they need to schedule something. Um, yeah, those are the kinds of things you could be doing. That's really helpful. And I like the idea of if you have a whole day, you can set aside some time for appointments because otherwise you're like trying to fit them in whenever somebody has an opening and then you're like well now I have to reschedule this or I get I have I have an hour to work and then I have to leave and then I come back and I have another hour to work and you're just really breaking stuff up as opposed to okay this is the time that I have available which is normal for people who work a nine to five job somewhere so I love that idea and just taking these tasks that a lot of us are probably doing during the week and putting them together in a block so that they can really help us be intentional about things instead of scattered amongst everything else. Yeah. And that's where too, I mentioned time blocking and day theming earlier, but even your CEO day, you can block it off. Like, you know, that the first, you know, 15 minutes you're doing stuff, anything related to finance or legal that you need to do. And like the next 30 minutes, you're working on anything related to internal projects. So 
again, I'm a huge proponent of time blocking and day theming where you can. It doesn't mean you're nickel and diming every second, every minute of your day, but it means that you know that there are buckets and blocks throughout your week or throughout your CEO day that you have devoted and set aside for those specific uh, category of tasks. Yeah. So if somebody is wondering a little bit more about a CEO schedule and especially like the day theming and, and time blocking, what does that look like? What does that all mean? And maybe how do you do that in your business? Sure. So at its core, at, at their core, day theming and time blocking are just ways to organize your time. Um, I love the idea of using it day theming and time blocking throughout your week, again, to help strengthen your CEO day and vice versa. So um, day theming looks like, okay, perhaps Tuesdays, I'm doing all marketing related activities. Um, and then Wednesdays are for sales calls. Thursdays are for team meetings and whatnot. Day theming works really well if you have an agency model or have a VIP day model in your business. They work well. I mean, you can do a combination, but I see that working well for those kinds. Time blocking is where you break your day down a little bit more. So maybe in an hour, two hour chunks. Um, so it might be from nine to 11, you're working on networking and marketing. 11 to noon, you're doing sales calls, et cetera, et cetera. Time blocking works really well if you have retainer clients. So that way you can devote X amount of time to each client every day. So you know that you're still doing what you need to for those clients. For me, I do a little combination of both. <laughs> um, so for me, I have VIP days. And so my Wednesdays are devoted just for my VIP days. I don't do anything else. I have a small smidgen of time at the beginning of the day where I check my email and whatnot, but Wednesdays are VIP days. And then uh, Mondays and Tuesdays, I do a lot of sales calls and networking calls. So I have blocks of time where I devote just for taking, you know, networking and coffee chats and some blocks of time that are just for sales calls. And then other parts of Monday and Tuesday, I am doing, again, marketing activities. So working on my social media and uh, again, reaching out for more. <laughs> of those networking and sales calls or podcasts and et cetera. And then Thursdays, I have a block to do catch up on any final VIP day post work that I need to do for a client. Um, I also use it for uh, prepping for more, like I kind of do a little prep for the next week on Thursdays as well, just because I don't work on Fridays, but I also work on Saturdays. So <laughs> for me, time blocking and dating is really important because my schedule is a little irregular. Um, again, it evolves and changes, but because I time block and day theme, I know that regardless of if I have to shift things or make room for a specific call or client, I know I have time in my week built in already. And I'm sure it helps with boundaries for clients too. If you can say, I only do VIP days on this day. So I, I'm not going to get back to your other email inquiry, or this is the time that I work on this specific retainer client. So they know if you've got urgent requests, they need to come in before this time, or they've got to wait. 
Yeah. It's, this is why time blocking dating is so great for, like you said, client communication and team communication, right? Because we're always thinking, oh shoot, like something from my team or my clients coming in and I have like, it's all hands on deck. You know, you think you have to stop (laughs) everything, but really like, it'll be okay if they need to wait like an hour or two, even though we don't feel like we can wait. Um, I always recommend to people have a communication catch up block first thing in the morning, last thing right before you sign off. And then if you need to add another one in the middle of the day, because that way you can just do what you need to do your team and you communicate it to your team and clients so that they know, okay, like she will see it. She'll get to it. And Honestly, having those healthy boundaries helps everybody, including you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So do you have any tools that you recommend to help people with any of this? Mm. (laughs) How much time do we got? (laughs) Um, I definitely recommend for people to have their digital calendar. So whether that's Google Calendar, iCal, Outlook, having that. synced up with whatever platform they use for their scheduling links. So whether it's Calendly, Acuity, Dubsado, whatever it is. So that way you can set your uh, calendaring tool, whatever it is, to have those time, like you could only take certain calls during those time blocks that you've already set aside and that will show up in your calendar. So that's like my big thing of whatever, again, it's not a one size fits all. So whatever calendar tool you use, whatever scheduling tool you use, just make sure they're talking together. That's yep. all I ask. <laughs> um, Cause for me personally, I have my iCal that's uh, connected to my Dubsado, which is how I do all of my scheduling. And it works great. I don't have to think about it. And then my other tool is ClickUp because it keeps all of my tasks in there. Um, so I can, during my CEO day, I can be planning and tasking out what I need to do during the rest of the week. And then during the week, if something pops up, that I'm like, oh, I need to get to that. I'll do it on my CEO day. Then I can just dump it in my CEO day task list. Okay. That was, I was going to ask about that. It's like, where do you keep all these ideas when you think of something in the middle of the week that you're going to put off? So it makes a lot of sense to like, just keep a running list somewhere that you can go back and and access and see that. Yeah. I, I would actually also add though. So ClickUp I use for my like running tasks, things that I know I need to like actually take action upon relatively soon. I then have what I call my ideas vault in Airtable. And I put it in Airtable so that I don't get distracted and see it in my ClickUp every day. But (laughs) It's when I have an idea for my business, like, ooh, new offer. Ooh, I could do this launch. Ooh, I could, you know, I want to invest in this course or this service someday, or I want to buy this for the business what like things that I really shouldn't be thinking about <laughs> on a day-to-day basis. Um, I will add it to my ideas vault in Airtable, and I know it's there. So I don't forget about it, but I'm not distracted. And so I always recommend to people have a separate ideas vault because all ideas are good ideas, but that doesn't mean you should be doing it now. Yeah. And you don't need to see it on your to-do list every time you load it up. No. <laughs> All right. So is there anything 
else related to CEO days that you wanted to cover that we didn't get to? I think not so much didn't cover, but I just want to reiterate, because I think I've said it a lot. It's not a one size fits all. This is something I see and hear from people. It's like, oh, I tried doing a CEO day or I tried doing an admin day and, or I tried having a time block. So it was just not working for me. And to that, I would say, well, there's a lot out there about how to do these things, how to be more productive, how to schedule your time, how to do CEO days. But this is where you as the individual business owner need to know yourself. You, you're the one who knows your business best and what it needs. And so there is that element of you have to customize and you're going to have to try a few things out and, you know, it evolves and some things can change. Like my CEO day has evolved. Um, and I would really just say, start by setting aside that consistent, you know, maybe just three hours on Monday or Friday and go from there and figure it out. And there, there is some trial and error, but take heart. It's not you. You are not broken. (laughs) So I always wrap up by asking if you could recommend one thing to a friend, what would that be? Um, I say find your community, whether you have your personal community, right? Your friends, your family, but really have a business community. Um, There's that tangible piece of have consistent time in your week or your CEO day to network and to build those relationships. Um, And the intangible that goes beyond the transactional referral network and the transactional referral partnerships that you might have is that having a community of other business owners, they don't even have to be in your niche or your field but having a community that you can bounce ideas off of, encourage, learn from, problem solve with, celebrate with, like that is priceless to me. And I know for myself and, you know, as you as well, Samantha, we've been honored to be part of the done in a day community Mm -hmm. that Jordan Gill has been building. Um, But really having those people, those like-minded people, it, I cannot tell you how my business has grown and been shaped by these other really amazing women who have encouraged me and um, offered me advice and feedback on stuff. So really it's, um, if I could recommend one thing, it's have your community. I think we all know how important that is in our personal lives, but business is just as important. Yeah. And it's about so much more than just like sharing clients. It's really getting somebody who understands what you're going through to, to be there alongside you. Yep. Yep. I, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So where can people find and connect with you online if they want to learn more or ask questions or just hear more from you? Yeah. So I think this will all be in the show notes. Um, my I'm most Instagram or I am most active on Instagram, uh, AHK Business Management. That's a really great place just to see an overview and highlights of what I do, my services, my personality. I've heard that my reels are very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> um, my website is always a work in progress, 
but um, that's www.ahkbusinessmanagement.com. And um, my weekly newsletter is also a great place if you just want to be learning more how you can grow as the CEO of your business. I I send out a weekly email with tips and resources um, for the growing CEO. And that's also in my Instagram bio, but we'll put in the show notes. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. I think this is going to be helpful for people, whether they're just starting out or they've been in business for a while to really set aside time to concentrate on their business instead of all of the client stuff they have to do. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. And for people listening, if you have questions about CEO days or just trying to figure out how do you grow as a CEO, come find me. This is what I do. These are the kinds of services I offer, but I also just love connecting with people as well. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.